In this episode, I sit down with my friend Rhonda. She shares with us how her and her husband have implemented the infinite banking concept into their aviation business. I had fun. Hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Welcome to the Bank of Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. And listen, I'm always excited to have guests in the studio. And I'm especially excited today because my friend Rhonda is here from Arizona. She and her husband drove from Arizona to Texas to get some airplane parts because they're in the airplane business. Quite the story, quite, um, quite the entrepreneurs. But I'll let her talk about her. Um, thanks for coming in, Rhonda. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, listen, this was impromptu. I mean, you called the office that you were here. Why this didn't you morning. Come? This morning I called because I didn't know if we were going to make it here to see you and the day worked out and then I was worried that you wouldn't have time so then I called in was counting on hoping for a long shot of being able to meet you or you know meet the team at least and um, was pleasantly surprised so here we are I rearranged my schedule for you ma'am thank you and Jules isn't here so most of the team is here and then while she was here and her husband I'm like well you know you want to do a podcast and (laughs) You know. I'm honored. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. So, listen, you've been a client for somewhere around about a year-ish or so. But I want, I want. Um, how did you even get here? You know, how did you uh, get exposed to the idea of the infinite banking concept? And we, we kind of shared that journey because you've, you've had quite the journey. We've had yes. several phone calls, and um, I won't get into all the details, but. Um, I was very proud of you on several Thank of the you. phone calls, um, the content, which, you know, we'll catch up sometime live and in person. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, so um, um, being in aviation, um, we have an aviation maintenance business, and then um, we've started a separate business, which is uh, aircraft rental. And so... Um, it requires a lot of capital. And so with trying to work with conventional banks. Um, and I bet they're overly excited to lend aviators money. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not very. Um, you know, we were new into the, the maintenance business and they would say, you know, you need to be in business two or three years, then come back and talk to us. So then, you know, we would. Um, use whatever capital we could get our hands on, including just bootstrap, working hard, doing with what we could. And then, um, you know, using our credit cards as a backup. Well, then you ran up your credit cards. And then when you go back in two years and you say, we've been doing it on our own, we've been making profits. Oh, you know, you've been in business two years, but now your credit balances are too high in relation to uh, your credit limits. So your credit score is too low. Come back and talk to us again in two years. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't do lines of credit. I'm sorry. We don't do that. Oh, but um, we'll give you a credit card with a low balance. You know, Hi. you can't buy an aircraft ra- uh, wing for $500 if you're going to give me a $500 credit card. <laughs> Look, let me line, say, like, so there, there's, an, there's an airplane wing strapped on their top of their truck out in the square. It's downtown true. Alvarado. <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> and we uh, we drove around Alvarado for about two hours. So I'm sure everyone in Alvarado saw it. <laughs> you can't drive around here for two hours. Well, we we hit some <clears throat> places twice. <laughs> ah, we went to Dairy Queen and Massey's Barbecue. Uh, that was worth coming all the way here. Wow, as well. Shout that out to Massey's. I'm going to have to charge them for free advertising. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I and so we were starting to make progress with getting some credit started with conventional banking. Um, and then we started the aircraft rental business. It's called Freedom of Flight. And um, then it started all over again because... We can't get credit on the old business, of course. And um, so I was so frustrated with trying to be responsible and um, start these businesses with my husband. Um, he's my hero. Great guy. Yes. Aircraft and, mechanic, um, how many years? That he was? Oh, goodness. 35 Years, 40 years. So these uh, relationships with the bankers or the non-relationship with the bankers have been going on for some time. Yes. Um, and so I just started searching the internet and YouTube, searching for a way to just get capital um, for businesses that um, were up and running. And then I came across Banking with Life. And um, I started researching because it started to make sense in so many different ways. I tend to be a person that um, has to get five uses out of something, just about <laughs> anything. And um, I kept going round and round and learning and asking myself questions and researching uh, what made sense. And, um, you know, family is so important. And to be able to provide that, security for my family in the event of my death that's huge but to also be able to um, accumulate cash value at the same time as um, as a part of the same life insurance policy amazing and earned interest or a dividend is my understanding I've only been doing this for as we mentioned, a year in, it was a year in August. Um, so I don't, I'm not claiming to understand all about how it works, but I understand that there's a dividend on, associated with the cash value, plus the death benefit for my family, plus being able to take the loans out that, aren't, that don't show on my credit report to run my businesses, plural, <laughs> whichever business needs it, no matter how long it's been open. And every business needs capital. Yes. Every business. That's pretty cool. So keep going. I don't mean to interrupt you, but. And I'm beginning to understand, in my mind, conceptually, how cheap money is as a word. It's capital. And controlling the capital. I love that. And um, maintaining our vision and moving forward um, cross-generationally. To have all of that come together 
in whatever you want to call it, um, your own bank, life insurance, whole life insurance policy, conceptually, so far, um, I'm convinced that it's what's right for me and my family. How long, you know, when, when you were searching for, uh, you know, some type of banking for businesses, you know, how long, how long did you, when you discovered or stumbled onto the idea of becoming your own banker, banking with law, how long did you um, listen and kind of research and read about that before you made a decision to, oh, this is, I'm going to put this into action and actually, you know, reach out and say, I want to buy a life insurance policy to become my own banker. An idea? I would think maybe a month of just casually listening to your podcast and others. That's pretty and quick. 30 days. I became <laughs> somewhat mm. obsessed. Mm. And 30 long um, days. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, maybe it was two to two and a half months before I gave you a call, I would say. Okay. It's kind of hard. I, I don't know. I haven't looked back at that time frame. I just remember coming across your podcast and thinking, oh, my goodness, this is it. It's not tied to my credit score. It doesn't matter if I've been in business six months, two years, 70 years. If I have the cash value, I am able to take that as a loan and still use that money in my businesses to produce cash flow and it's gaining a dividend at the same time. It, how can, as long as I am responsible and continue doing what I'm supposed to do with policies and loan repayments, the guarantees are there, how can that even be possible in today's world? And so... Um, I don't understand how so many people can be bad-mouthing the system, and I don't claim to know everything. All I'm saying is, so far, to me, um, in vetting the process and in being involved in the process, everything has gone better than I thought it would. Really? Mm -hmm. Better. I love that. And so... <clears throat> Again, you, I'm new to it. I'm not saying I know it all or in that I'm headed off into the sunset. I'm just saying. You're too it, young for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it's worked exactly the way that, number one, you said it would, the way that I anticipated that it would, and with the guarantees in place. If things went badly, they would have gone exponentially worse if I didn't have these policies in place as far as I'm able to understand it. Yeah. Which. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I mean, you don't really, you don't feel the need to be a life insurance expert, do you? Oh, absolutely not. Right. And so, uh, and I'm saying that for a reason, you know, that, that we can <clears throat> go right down the rabbit hole and details and things, but earlier you're kind of hesitant when you use the word interest and then the dividend, which is perfectly fine. So the cash value does have an interest rate as a basis of values. 
the guaranteed cash value grows every year, period, on a guaranteed basis, and it will grow to meet the face amount at age 121, period. Um, and, then, and then a lot of uh, on social media, you hear 4% guaranteed interest rate or this guaranteed interest rate. And we've talked ad nauseum about that on the podcast. But So there is, we can all calculate an internal rate of return. So the accumulation of a life insurance policy um, comes from two components. The increasing cash values on a guaranteed basis and the non-guaranteed dividend, which is paid at the end of the year. Those combined, right, we can calculate an internal rate of return. And with an internal rate of return calculation, then you can compare life insurance to any asset class, real estate portfolio, bond portfolio. And I'm just saying all that to say this, that um, it, you weren't like overly completely confident. It's like, well, you know, and I understand that here we're on a podcast and you don't want to be put on the spot and I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, you see your cash values increasing every day i'm somewhat obsessed <laughs> i i think that might be the second time i said that i <clears throat> i'm sorry I, to believe it then <laughs> um it, i do the books for our businesses i'm not a not an accountant but i i do the bookkeeping um and so it used to be out of necessity i would check my bank account balances daily i mean to track for the bookkeeping purposes and to run our businesses accordingly and now i start with my life insurance listen <laughs> um, she's i'm being tracking and I, um being that i finished out my first year on my first policy to track each of those numbers um i do have a spreadsheet it's perfect and um to see, I do track daily how much my cash value increases, um, and it's very exciting. Like I thought that it would. Twenty-four hours a day. You thought I anticipated that my cash value increase per day could potentially double from year one to year two. Did I say that right? No, you. It, There's no right it or wrong. more than doubled. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what? You mean the so cash value is increasing at a faster rate in year two than it did in year one? Yes. Now, <laughs> she's being kind, like, oh, I'm not a CPA. And, and you know what? I'm not either. I'm not a CPA. We're not giving tax advice or investment advice or anything. I'm talking to an entrepreneur that's very successful. Two businesses that she mentioned, the the airplane rental business, just that in and of itself has got to be exciting. And I'm not even a pilot. That's cool. I don't I'm care not a you. pilot and I'm excited about it. I, you don't ever take the controls while you're up there flying with your husband. Never mind. Don't, <laughs> never mind. Don't answer that. <clears throat> okay. And Everyone then, else is is thankful that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the aircraft maintenance business. Mm -hmm. And then there's a third business that, there, and so my point here is, she's like, well, you know, I don't this and I don't that, but she runs a spreadsheet and she knows how to read a spreadsheet. She knows how to read a financial statement. She knows how to read cash flow statements. So there's a little bit of a learning curve that we all go through when it comes to the accounting of life insurance because, uh, 
you know, really, when's the last time you got up and wanted to learn how a life insurance company does an accounting on a single life insurance policy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, okay. Well, we had a few conversations. It was like, well, what's going on here and what's going on there? And, um, and it's just kind of a learning curve. But, you know, once you see and understand and then experience it, you didn't die, did you? I mean, no. Right? Has it been worth it? So much more than more than worth it. Um, and just conceptually opening my mind to a completely different way of um, thinking about capital and I don't know how best to move forward in life and have that power, that knowledge, and um, that money is just not going to fulfill anything or get me where I want to go, but to invest in myself, in our ourselves as a family, um, move forward with capital as opposed to the concept of just money. I love and, that. You know, and you said earlier, too, the family, family, family. It's in my humble opinion and my experience that um, life insurance is uh, is an altruistic idea and concept, right? If And I'm not saying that uh, people that don't have family are not altruistic. I'm not saying that. But if you don't care for someone, then life insurance is really never going to come up in your mind. Right, mm -hmm. um, and then even though we're solving for capital, right, cash accumulation, cash values, the face amount is still important to you, mm -hmm. right? And so this idea in the infinite banking world that you have to diminish the death benefit to nothing is hogwash. It's hogwash. I'm not saying that we go and try to get the biggest, largest death benefit for the premium dollar possible, but we should all be properly insured. And once we get beyond or once we achieve that being properly insured it's all about capital accumulation and it's all about family right and so i'm going to say this and you can edit it out if you like but we're into it a little over a year you said august right so mm -hmm. what is that about a year almost a year and a half mm -hmm. right you actually have three policies yes Got one early on, and then it was soon after that. You're like, James, I really want to do this again. And I'm like, and I'm okay with that. I'm just conservative, and I'd rather start small, as a, too small as opposed to starting too big. Um, and we went through everything, and you were solid. And I'm like, okay, let's go, you know. Then third policy um, on other generations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, good job. Good job. Well, I'm I'm humbled by that. Thank you very much. But um, of course, it's it's my whole family, us working together, my husband and I working together. Um, again, for me, it's getting the concept more than whatever dollars. Mm -hmm. It's more solving to um, solving to that to creating our bank. Mm -hmm. To get done what we need to do and properly cover our family 
with you know the death benefit and the cash values. That's what I meant. Have um, can I ask about how many planes? And I don't want to ask about oh, anything okay. that you know. Has this helped you with acquisition of planes, or it's know, made how? it possible in a multi multitude of different ways? Um, if we need the cash value. F um, for a plane acquisition, then it's there for that. If, as you mentioned, the wing, <laughs> if we need a wing um, for either the maintenance business or we don't know which one it's going to be, take the cash out. It's in our hands to um, divert whichever way it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And it might need to potentially go into a premium payment. Have you talked um, to any... Oh, go ahead. But as a concept, I know that it will be reinvested in some area that will start that cash flow over again and throw off more cash to reinvest. And uh, I don't want to repeat myself, but just it continues and it's recycling my own um, capital over and over again, and it gets a use each time. Mm, and Velocity. I know that I've seen on some of your original podcasts that really spoke to me, the stair step, the up some of the old you, ones, right? Yeah. you make <clears throat> capital or money, I guess it would be money, and then er, you spend it. Mm -hmm. Up, spend it, and even worse, go into debt, get out of debt. And... To f just in the short amount of time that we have been involved in this process, you can feel it. Like that stair step of making money, investing it, and the, it, the curve goes up so that the base foundation is increasing, hopefully. I mean, so far... It is. It is. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> my youngest uh, turned 18. Um, so as a family, collectively, we're entering a different phase. And for me, it's less terrifying. If something, one area of our um, careers collapses for whatever reason the economy, what our fault, whatever. I feel less vulnerable um, because we have a foundation that's growing. And even if it did, well, what I'm leading to is even if it did fall apart, um, I feel like the base foundation is a little more cushion to just start again. Yeah. A little less vulnerability, a little less fear, and to just go out there, give it a shot. It's working. If it doesn't, try again. So the uh, the fear or, or the vulnerability is waning and diminishing, and the confidence is increasing. Mm -hmm. That see sounds like the correct direction to me. And this is one point in life, and. We're, it will always change. There will be 
setbacks. So I'm old enough mm. to realize that sometimes those setbacks are debilitating. Mm. I feel like um, the net is a little bit more cushioned and that um, a little bit braver every time that things go badly. I know that I can start again and this provides a lot better foundation to build on. I, I agree. I think, I personally believe everything is cyclical in this life. You know, good times follow bad times, bad times follow good times. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get at. I just <clears throat> am not as articulate. <laughs> <laughs> you're very articulate. You're very hard on yourself. You're like, you're too hard on yourself. You're smart you. lady. Um, but then you mentioned your youngest child. Mm-hmm. Um, fixing to go off to college or whatever. That's a whole um, other yeah. chapter. <laughs> she's in trade school. Okay. And doing great. And I have a. Going to be an empty Have a son that's also in aviation. And. and Are they all going to come circle back to the family business, do you think, sometime? Um, well, again, life is long. Um, we don't in anticipate that in the short term, and I'm just proud of my kids. Sure. They're each going their own direction. As I mentioned, my son is in aviation. He, he's a cameraman for, uh, the, the word is es escaping me right now, but um, aerial photography. So um, a little bit different branch. I'm a, if they want to be a part of the business, that's great. If they don't, they've each got their own areas that they excel in. Um, my daughter works in the business in different ways, but I'm proud of them all and have a one-year-old grandbaby, so wonderful son-in-law. Just I'm proud of my family. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. cool. We've had hard times, but we've... That's what makes you who you are, right? Part mm -hmm. of what makes you who you are. Good times, bad times. That's right. <clears throat> you know, you mentioned aerial, aerial photography. You know, I've got a, a side note. Um, it's aerial surveys, but yeah. Aerial surveys. It, 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 it involves aerial photography, so yeah. You know, Nelson was in the Army Air National Guard. And one of the, <clears throat> the second thing he financed that I'm aware of from his 1959 State Farm Policy was a camera that was uh, being sold as army surplus. Oh, wow. And it was rather expensive. You could buy a used car, pre-owned car today for what that cost back then. Really? <clears throat> he said, hold on. I went right down to the State Farm office and got him a loan check. And and second thing he financed was, you know, a camera. Mm -hmm. So pretty interesting. Yep. Um, well, that's <clears throat> very cool. So, uh, you're talking about velocity and using money and, you know, earlier, because we sat down and visited, you know, she didn't drive out here just to come on a podcast. We were talking about other things. And I'm like, while you're here, Andrew, the AV ninja, loves people live in the studio. And so you're gracious <laughs> to sit down. Thank you very much. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Um, you, uh, you, the way you said it, I think was along the lines of, you rather enjoy getting more than one use out of a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. It's a thing. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, but it, and it, after experiencing it, it's very possible. And so, uh, and I don't want to put numbers out there, but I, would it be a safe assumption to say or to assume that you have a couple of planes in the air in your rental business? We do have. Uh, so that's a revenue. two at this point. We're always. I mean, this business is 
fairly young. We This has been only about a year that we started with the first plane. So yes, two at this point in time out of Tucson Alpha Air at, does a flight school out of Tucson. And so um, they're great people. Here we are in Alvarado, Texas. You're driving back uh, parts. <laughs> aircraft, which I think is the coolest thing ever. It's kind of funny. <laughs> talking, ratchet straps. <laughs> talking, I'm like, I'm asking her husband, oh, what did y'all get a flatbed? You know, what did you, no, it's out there strapped on the truck. And I'm looking out and sure enough, there's an airplane wing strapped on the top of their truck at school. Not, not only that, but the ratchet straps, we didn't want it to scratch the wing. So my husband uh, borrowed one of my sweaters to... <laughs> <laughs> to put it between the ratchet strap and the and the wing, so we didn't scratch it. So if you see a truck driving between Alvarado, Texas, and Tucson with a sweater flapping in the breeze <laughs> under a wing, you'll know that's I'm me. Just saying, you're, <laughs> you're here getting parts for the one business, and the other business you're generating revenues as we speak. And then I don't know a lot about the third business, but it is it generate revenues i don't want to say autopilot or anything like that but it, <laughs> no pun intended right. um no really pun intended <laughs> so uh, i don't know if i can if yeah. i can use business names i'm a vendor um for my area so i have a truck and trailer it was same truck but um one one weekend it's all in parts. Yeah, the next weekend it's, <laughs> it's all, all in tortillas and chips. Yes. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the definition of an entrepreneur right there? In action, yes. And then oh well, wait, I'll let someone else say it. <laughs> oh wait, there's another whole business that you've laid the foundation, put it into action. It's like you're doing exactly what Nelson encouraged us all to do. We should all you know, be in business, whatever that business is, and then you should finance that business. So there you are, there y'all are, three businesses, and now you're ramping up a fourth business to finance those businesses. I mean, oh my gosh, I, how, I, how cool is that if you just think that through? And after running, um, attempting to run businesses, it feels similar to starting a business. I'm not saying it's exactly the same. I don't know. It You're just, looking at it, spreadsheets every day. It's a business. <laughs> it, it, it feels it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my oldest daughter, again, um, has a family, is starting a family. And um, so as soon as I knew that I could meet all of you here uh, today, I texted her and I said, so do you have any questions? Like, this is this is your chance. And she said, so if, um, if we want to buy a house with a loan, can you ask him if, if that's possible? I said, <laughs> oh, sweetheart. You could handle that one. Huh? <laughs> I said, the cash values are there. We don't have to ask anyone. And I mean, there, there are things we'll discuss within our family about that. I said, this is hmm. what's potentially available. You know, we, we can talk about numbers, but I said, no, we don't have to ask him for that. We don't have to ask anybody for that, except uh, yeah, for make the request at the right time, according to what we decide in the cash values that are available. 
I love that. So, I mean, you're going to have a family discussion anyway if you go borrow money, right? Mm-hmm. Where, what, automobile, <clears throat> it doesn't matter, vacation, education, you know, you're going to borrow money. You're typically going to have, I mean, outside of a credit card, once you have that conversation of getting a credit card in force, if you're going to go down and make a loan, request a loan from a third-party lender, you're going to have that discussion within your family. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> would you rather have that discussion uh, going down here and jumping through their hoops? What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? Making me sweat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just to have a conversation with your family. It's like, we're going to do this, and then we're deciding, not telling each other, but we're going to do that. You're deciding to do this, and then you're deciding how to pay it back. On whose terms, your terms. That's like, what's that worth? I mean, what is that worth? And here we're in a year into it, and I know your confidence has come up. Um, <clears throat> so, um, is there, you know, I'm, I'm interested in hearing what you, I mean, you've already said it was better than you thought, kind of, and you're looking at it. Um, looking back, is there anything that you would have done different over this last year and a half? Wow, good. I would have to think about that one. Um, not that I can think of right now, just because, again, I just dug my claws into this concept so deeply. Um, I tend to be more of a timid person, but when I did everything I could to to understand the information that I had at each stage, I went all in with what I could, and I don't regret that at this date in time. Um, I can't imagine how I would regret it in the short amount of time that it was communicated to me that the cash value would increase to a point to where I have access to the capital that I put in. I I don't even understand how that could be a loss. And it's guaranteed. I mean, I I don't see at this point of time how I would regret that. I am able to use... The capital, I can use the capital to make more capital to run through my bank. I don't understand how that could be a bad thing. You know, she says timid. I say gracious. She's gracious. (laughs) Timid, running three businesses, starting a fourth. I hear you say all the time, I wish I would have started the first policy of course, I wish I would have started a bigger first policy. It's kind of a repeat of so many um, things that guests have said and you have said in many other podcasts about you wish you would have started. Yes. Um, but I did everything I could and then went on to stretch myself and and our, do what we could and stretch a little bit beyond. And so far, very happy. I love that. I'm going to say this. We'll cut it out, too, and I'm not going to mention any names. But I know that we had a phone call one time several months ago, and she's being gracious, sitting down with a financial advisor, unnamed, no names. 
and the financial advisor is telling you, you can't do this. So he thought you should do something different than buy whole life insurance. And you were explaining to him in some detail that what you were planning on doing with those cash values and that capital and that your policy, and yes, there'd be a loan interest rate. We're not dodging that at all. But those cash values would continue to increase even though you had outstanding loans. And he was pretty adamant that that was not happening. And <laughs> you don't, and I, like I said, I'll cut this out if you wish. But <clears throat> so he's sitting there telling you one thing that is not true. And you know it not to be true because you're experiencing it going online, watching the cash values go up every day, right? Um, and so that's gracious in my opinion that you listen to him and you like just said thank you. And but no, what's thanks, new in the, but no thanks. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> what's new in the financial world when the financial guru is telling you something that you know is not right and then um, cannot, you know, uh, go outside of their narrative. I bet he didn't ask you for a copy of the book, did he? <laughs> no. No. He did say he researched you, though. Oh, perfect. <laughs> you didn't let him assassinate my character, did you? No. It's okay. Um, I said, are you sure you don't want to give him a call? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, he was trying to convince me that, and you alluded to it, that... If I took loans out of my cash value that I would not be earning a dividend on the full amount. Did I say that correctly? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I basically said, I'm sorry, sir, but that is not the case. And he insisted that it was the case. And I, it is not worth the energy to go back and forth with someone that has been in this <clears throat> not this business, not the whole life business, the buy term and invest the rest business. So I wasn't going to go back and forth. Um, she just went in there to check the computer the next day and watch the cash values <laughs> <That's> go right. up. <laughs> Full understanding that the interest is also notching up and that's okay with me conceptually that dividend is growing. The interest is growing over here, but on the loan, I am running my businesses that have the potential of um, making more of a return. I can pay that loan off and those dividends remain intact. <clears throat> I'm beginning to be able to see them as separate, but I'm fully aware. Interest is outflows. Dividends are inflows. Yes, but they can both be going at the same time. The fact is I can pay off the loans and and still use the the assets the parts the whatever i need for my businesses they're going at the same time and it's worth it to me and in again in the short amount of time that i've been using this system it's been working because it, it works and then it's like all of those businesses that are generating cash flows need capital and now you're just slowly, and I don't know how far along you are down the road, of cutting the third-party lender out. They were going to get paid. There's interest there, period. Mm -hmm. Period. Interest is, right, in the free world. Um, 
Okay. So if you pay interest to the life insurance company, but you're the owner of that company because it's a mutual company, you are directly supporting the profitability of that life insurance company, which therefore indirectly supports the profitability of your policy. And we don't even have to get above third grade math to, I mean, understand that in like, I'm okay with that if I'm a capitalist and Mm -hmm. I need capital and I know that I'm going to pay interest when I use somebody else's money, somebody else's capital because cash values never leave the policy. I'm collateralizing that. I'm using the life insurance company's capital. Okay. And I want them to be profitable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm I'm very excited to launch into what I feel like is the next phase of my bank um which is as each of my policies rotates into its second year um, being fully funded, uh, I want to explore that option of, okay, I will take out a loan of a specific amount um, that will fund the businesses that I have, um, charge my have my own line of credit that I gave myself. Again, I'm not an accountant, so I'll need to figure out how that works. I'm hoping to charge my business's interest on my own money. If that works that way. Um, So that I will have a line of credit to myself and each of these businesses as is appropriate and charge, charge those businesses interest to again, I use the word lob to lob it into the hopper of um, loan payments, premiums. Lob into the keep, hopper. I love it. <laughs> That's cool. And no, keep, no, it, no. keep it going that way. So as I mentioned, it's exploring and I'm hoping to, and learning and see if that is a viable process. And um, because... <clears throat> Going from first year to second year is very exciting because certain things just double. (laughs) Um, And seeing that it works. So I'm excited to explore that, to have a monthly inflow that's more consistent, which will be returned to me. That's a plan and... um, see how that works you know <clears throat> that's why one reason i like live events is uh you know you get 100 people in the room and they have a 150 different great ideas and the way you practice is different than the way i practice is different than the way other people practice we're all doing different things um but to and i'm not giving tax advice or investment advice i mean i'm talking with my friend um if i have a corporation and i do and I go to the bank and ask for a line of credit, which I have, they're going to dictate to me those terms, right? <clears throat> and I have to have in my corporate minutes that, you know, the other arrangement and that ability. And so my wife and I could lend or extend a line of credit to a corporation that we own, go into corporate minutes and document it. And it all, it's legitimate above board. We're not 
avoiding taxes. We're not doing anything other than uh, capitalizing a business. And so can that be done? Yes, it can be done. You know, and <clears throat> two, when you have three businesses, you know, one business may have a, a greater need for capital than the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they could all have a capital crunch at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. the, you can't always control those things. But the more capital you have access to, the more control you do have. No question about that. And at the end of the day, when you have to play the banker's games, you know, when you've got to cough up two years of tax returns or a pro forma, um, you know, whatever they may be, all your financials signed off by the CPA. And his signature, their signature generally is right above that disclosure that says, I relied upon the client for all this information. I'm not guaranteeing any of it. Mm-hmm. Right? All these games that we have to play in the financial world. This this game I'm playing of becoming my own banker, right? Is like, I'd much rather play this game on my own terms and mine, my wife, and, you know, our, I mean, I'd rather control that. The game is much funner, <laughs> you know? I mean, since I we've got to play them anyway. <laughs> yeah. But. Yep. Cool. Well, what else? Do you have uh, anything else you'd like to cover? Just thank you so much. No, thank you. And you're I welcome. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you sitting down here off the cuff, showed up delivering a wing, right? <laughs> and she's, I'm like, you want to sit down and podcast? It's an honor. Oh, for me. I told my husband, because um, Jake brought us, I said, can I please see the set? I said, it's like being on the set of your favorite TV show. <laughs> it's, like, it's the real thing. I, I just couldn't believe it. So it's surreal and thank you very much i i appreciate it thank you Rhonda. i appreciate you all right thanks for listening i had fun hope you enjoy all right until next time thank you for joining us on the banking with life podcast if you're watching on youtube make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell otherwise join us on apple Podcasts and stitcher for weekly content